this is Stephanie Ortega, and you're listening to the Remix Movement Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Stephanie. I'm back with you on YouTube. Hello. Hi, everybody. I know you can see me. And if you are listening to us on any of our streaming audio, uh, go check out our YouTube. We're at The Remix Movements. And you can see me. All right. Um, this is the second video that I do with this fluorescent pink purple light in the background. Hey. Hopefully you guys like it. Um, leave us a comment if you do. And if you don't, then that's fine. Because then I can go ahead and make any changes. Lewis says hello. He is working hard. And he is not here. But I have another great topic to go ahead and talk to you guys about. So before we get started in today's topic, I want to just recap what happened in our last episode. Episode 58 was about sharing is caring. We talked about sharing and we talked about the four things that you should share often with others. And the episode's challenge was to share your time, your meal, your story, and your God with at least three people this week. So those are the four things that you should share. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I know it was only a 10-minute little episode, but I hope that it was something that you guys could enjoy and you can apply. And I pray that those three people that you were able to share these things with and share God with um, were touched and that their relationship with Christ continues to grow as yours does. Okay. Um, today, I want to talk about truth or dare. Okay, now we all know about this um, game that a lot of people like to play. It's uh, truth or dare. So they tell you a truth and you say if it's true or not. And then if you're a little bit more on the daredevil side or a little bit more fearless, you go with a dare and you go ahead and do whatever it is that person does. So you have two options. Um, the first one is answer a question and tell the truth. And the second one is uh, go ahead and do the dare. OK, now I want to talk about how this is relevant to what's going on in our lives, how we sometimes play truth or dare in life. OK, um, Sometimes in life we go through things and we have questions and we ask ourselves questions before we even ask God questions. And sometimes based on what we read in the Bible and what we know is the truth, we tend to not accept that truth and we choose to dare life. We choose to um, go ahead and try things out. We choose to be in the middle of that line between uh, faith and fear, be in the middle of that line between what's right and wrong. And sometimes we read stuff in the Bible that it hits us. The Holy Spirit touches us to a point where we're convicted and we feel like, wow, God, that's a lot to take in. Like, I don't know if I want to do that. OK, the question I have is when you're living in this world, your two options are, most of the time, will you choose to accept the truth of the reality that's going on in this world and follow others that are around you? Or will you dare to stand up for Christ and boldly have the courage to be different? And sometimes, again, with peer pressure, um, with different things that are being told in the media, different things that are being said, 
we do not look at the word of God. We do not read the Bible, but because we were taught by our parents or we were taught by our pastors, we know the answers to the questions we ask and we don't want to deal with that truth. So we end up daring. Okay. So I want to challenge you. We're going to talk a little bit more about courage and we're going to talk about like how we play truth or dare. I'm going to talk about two different um, stories in the Bible, two real um, situations that happened. Both of them are going to be found in the book of Daniel in the Old Testament. And um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about how they played truth or dare with their lives and how courage and their faith with God is something that they needed. Okay, so the first one that we're going to talk about is going to be found in Daniel chapter three. And we're going to talk about three boys by the name of uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Okay, um, basically in this story, if you read it, the whole chapter in, in chapter three of Daniel, it talks about how there was a king by the name of King Nebuchadnezzar. And he had a idol that was large, that was in the middle of a temple, and that he made law that everybody had to go ahead and bow down when they heard the music playing and bow down and worship this idol. And this idol was basically a representation of who he was and what his power was, okay? And... If somebody was caught not worshiping the idol, they were threatened with being thrown into a fiery furnace, um, being thrown and hoping that they would die alive inside this huge furnace with fire. OK, um, I'm going to read Daniel chapter three, verses 13 to 17, or actually 13 to 18, because I want to talk about how. These men had the courage to stand up for their belief in Christ. They had the courage to stand up alone with everybody else around them worshiping this idol. And they knew the consequences of what the law said, that they were going to be put into a furnace. And that did not stop them from following Christ. Okay, so verse 13, it says, then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be bought before him. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the gold statue I have set up for you? Okay, that is verse 14. Truth or dare? That is a truth. They knew what the law was and they were going to go ahead and dare to be bold. OK, but the king was asking them, is it true? So basically, you know, when you're in trouble with your parents and your parents say, didn't I tell you not to pass your curfew? They're asking that to reiterate to you. You knew what the consequences were. You knew what the order was. You knew what the law was. You knew what I was telling you was known to be the truth in this world, okay? Again, 
The truth in this world is not the same truth in our spiritual world. We follow Christ because Christ is the person who saves us. God is the one who loves us. He's the one who gives us eternal life. And he's the one that saves us from every type of thing that's trying to come against us. However, people who don't know who Christ is that live in this world, they think that the law is true. They think that the people in authority are true. They think that the social norms and culture is true okay so nebuchadnezzar asks them this question isn't it true that i told you that you were supposed to bow before this god verse 15 i will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue that i have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments but if you refuse you will be thrown immediately into the fiery into the blazing furnace and then what god will be able to rescue from my power so nebuchadnezzar thinks he has power over these three boys now and he's basically saying i'm gonna give you another chance to redeem yourself i'm gonna give you another chance because i have the power to make you aware that what i say is true okay but god knows in their hearts, they serve a God who is bigger than this fiery furnace. They serve a God who literally rose Jesus from the dead and three days and saved us. They know that God is a God of more power than this king says that he has. Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied. This is their reply to them. This is the moment that they dare to be bold and have courage. Uh, courage. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your God or worship the gold statue that you have set up. All right. There's a level of respect that these three men have. And clearly, they all respect him and they claim, hey, your majesty, like, I understand that this is what you want us to do, but we can't do that. Our morals and beliefs and Christ are much more bigger, have much more value, and are worth so much more than this that you're threatening with, uh, threatening us with, okay? What is it that you feel that sometimes when you're dealing with the truth of what somebody told you, that God may not be able to overcome. It can be a sickness. It can be an illness. It can be fear over the pandemic. It can be the fact that you haven't had a job for a long time. What is it that when you are faced with the reality of what is in this world, that you need more courage in? That's something that you need to ask yourself because the God you serve, is the same God that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego served. The God that they serve is the same God who has the power above and beyond um, all of this sickness, above and beyond all of these trials we're going through, above and beyond financial hardship, above and beyond coronavirus, above and beyond unemployment. The God that you serve is the same God that saved these three men after they were put in the fiery furnace. So if you read the rest of the story, they go ahead and they throw them in there. And while they throw them in there, they see that there's not three people, but four people that are in there. 
That fourth person is God. And God was with them throughout the whole time. God was with them when they went to the king. God was with them when they stood up before everybody else not to worship. God was with them in the furnace. And it says that Nebuchadnezzar was mad at the fact that these people challenged him. They took a dare. They did not go ahead and say that their truth is the same truth as what the king was offering them. And the Bible says that they put it even seven times hotter so that they can be able to feel the burn that was coming from this fire. But let me tell you guys, God is bigger than this burn. God is going to go ahead and make you bold enough to be able to have the authority to speak life with your mouth and be able to say, you know what? I believe that my God is bigger than this and my God is going to help me through. And by you proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ, by you proclaiming your healing, by you proclaiming your employment, by you proclaiming what God has, all of your future, all of your blessings, your healing. Every single time you proclaim the name of Jesus, the enemy has to flee. The enemy has to roll away. The Bible also says that when they put that seven times hotter, the people that were trying to literally put in more charcoal, put in more fire, even they burned. Now, the enemy knows that there's power in the name of Jesus. So the moment that you decide to dare to be courageous Oh, God is going to move things in your life. God is going to make sure that things are turned around and God is going to be there throughout the whole thing. And you're going to come out right around and you're going to be able to say, God did this. Okay. What is the dare that you need to do so that God can elevate you in your situation? All right. So will you take the courage to stand up for Christ and what the Bible says, even if you're alone? Will you take the courage to say, you know what, God, I don't know how long I'm going to be in this pain, but I'm going to take the courage to say that I'm going to get through this and you are above it all. Will you be courageous enough to proclaim the name of Jesus in your prayers, to pray longer, to read the word more, to share who Jesus Christ is? Will you have the courage to do it? All right. Now, the second person I want to talk about is going to be Daniel. And this is in the story of Daniel chapter 6. I'm going to talk about Daniel and the lion's den. And it's the same thing. We're talking about courage. We're talking about what the truth is in the world, in this life, in the laws, in the authority, in the situations we're looking at with our physical eyes. That's what the enemy wants you to think, that everything you see is truth. But again, you're a spiritual being and you are somebody who is following Jesus Christ. And Christ says that if you look through your spiritual eyes, you're going to be able to see that God is going to conquer it. And greater is he who is in you, that is Jesus Christ, than he who is in the world. All right. So Daniel chapter six, we're reading about Daniel and the lion's den. And just a backstory. There was a, a king there i don't remember the name of the king let me see if i remember the name of the king there was a king okay the king's name is king darius all right king darius had a soft spot for daniel because king darius had seen that 
God had used him. And Daniel was able to um, go ahead and interpret dreams. Okay. King Daniel had seen that God had used him. However, King Daniel still made laws. And one of those laws was that nobody was able to pray to any other person, divine or human, except for him. Okay. Anybody who prayed to somebody else who was not King Darius was said to be thrown into a pit, into a den with ferocious lions. And he signs this law. And as he signs this law, there is a group of men um, that are on his team, uh, a group of uh, men. Some Bible verses say that they were just magicians that were in royalty or something like that, or the officials, okay? I'm going to go ahead and read verses 11 to 16. And again, this is Daniel chapter 6, verses 11 through 16. And it says, Then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying and asking to God for help. So they went straight to the king and reminded him about his law. Did you not sign a law for the next 30 days? Any person who prays to anyone divine or human except to you, your majesty, will be thrown in the dens of the lions. Again, truth or dare. They're trying to retell the story or the law that he already put, saying, isn't it true you said this? Isn't it true that you made this law? The enemy is always going to try to remind you of what the reality of the situation is with your physical eyes. And let me tell you, when he tries to do that, all you need to do is remind him of his future. The, the keys of death were taken away from him when Jesus Christ rose from the dead. The keys of sickness was taken away from him when Jesus died on the cross and his blood was there shed for each and every one of us and eternal life was given to us. So you remind the enemy that he has no future in your life. Even when he tries to bring out the truth of the reality, you remind him how big your God is. All right. So verse 12. Yes, the king replied, that decision stands. It is an official law of Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. Verse 13, then they told the king, the man named Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, is ignoring you and your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. And look how detailed they are. Not only do they know that he prays to God, they know that Daniel prays to God three times a day. Again, the enemy is going to try to use every detail to make you feel like you are overwhelmed, like you can't handle it, and like you can't get it. Oh, well, isn't it true the doctor said that this is not curable? Isn't it true that the doctor said that you have to have the surgery done, but you might not have the finances for it? Isn't it true? No. Again, you need to have the courage to be able to say, yes, that's what they said, but God is bigger. And God's word says he's my healer, he's my protector, and he's my provider, and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Verse 14, hearing this, the king was deeply troubled, and he tried to think of a way to save Daniel. He spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get Daniel out of his predicament. In the evening, the men went together to the king and said, Your Majesty, you know that according to the law of Medes and Persia, Persians, no law that the king signs can be changed. So at last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the dens of the lions. The king said to him, May your God, 
whom you serve so faithfully rescue you. And it's funny to see that he was forced to enforce the law that he was went ahead and he signed. He literally had a soft spot for Daniel. He knew that Daniel was used by God. And even though he had signed that law and he made Daniel get arrested, he still took the time to say, hey, Daniel, if it's true that your God is going to save you, I hope and pray that he faithfully rescues you in this moment. And I'm telling you right now, if you're going through a hard time, if you feel like you're in the pits of the lions or you're in the fiery furnace, if you feel overwhelmed with fear, with anxiety, with depression, with just un not knowing what the situation is, God is faithful. God will rescue you. God only needs you to be there and believe in his word. And then he will go ahead and manifest his glory. He will heal you. He will protect you. He will give you certainty. He will open up the, the heavens for you. He'll give you clarity in a situation. And more than anything, he'll give you courage. Because again, God is faithful. He never leaves your side. He wants you to stand up for him. All right? So that story ends with basically Daniel goes into the lion's den and he stays in there. And when they find him again, Daniel's there just chilling with the lions. The lions didn't do anything to him. Uh, the Bible says that the mouths of the lions shut. They weren't even hungry. And it's funny because when I was growing up, looking at these um, books of these stories, you see Daniel literally chilling with these like lions, like if he was playing with them all night, like if they were just little dogs just there. You know why? Because God has control over the mouths of the lion. God has control over the lies in this world. God has control over the truth in the word of God. God is in control of your circumstance. God is alive and all he needs, again, is for you to dare to be courageous. Stand up for who he is, even if you're alone, even if you don't know how long it's going to be in that circumstance. Even though you're in pain, you declare who Jesus Christ is. You believe in God's word and you will see the glory of God come to work. All right. So. My last question for you is, can you have the courage, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, to go ahead and face the flames of death? Can you have the courage, like Daniel, to face the enemy's lies, to go ahead and conquer your pit? Of, of lions, your pit of lies, your pit of what society is saying is right, what society is saying you should do, what people are saying is the normal. The only person who can dictate your life is you. And you have to choose if you want to accept the truth of this world or you want to dare to be different and follow Christ. Truth or dare. So today's challenge in this episode is do something courageous this week that you have never done before. What does that mean? Start small, okay? You can't conquer the world in one day, but if you take baby steps and you make it a habit, it'll grow into something that will be normal to you, that you won't even have to think about, oh, well, I have to be more courageous. You will just do it. So do something courageous. If you have never 
paid for the person behind you in the drive throughs uh, meal, go ahead and do that one day this week. If you've never invited somebody to church on your Zoom group on Sunday, go ahead and do that this week. If you have never proclaimed the name of Jesus Christ on your social media, if you've never put, I'm a Christian, or I love Jesus, or God is good, or Jesus is still alive, if people you hang out with, you socialize with, do not know that God is the center of your life, take the courage to go ahead and do it. Here's another one. If you know that there's an area of your life that you feel that God is telling you the answer and you're trying to dare life and avoid his truth, really be courageous and obey the word of God. God loves when you obey him because he sees that your obedience is your trust. What area in your life do you need to trust him more? What area in your life do you need to be more courageous? Do something courageous that you don't do. That's the challenge. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of the week. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement for more updates. Send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you, and God bless.